today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savell. Let me ask you this. Do you believe God is dependable? Do you believe God is reliable? Do you believe God is faithful? If God said, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap, then that should settle it for you. That, that, that means that you're allowing God's Word to be final authority in your life. So with that attitude, then you should be able to say, just like the psalmist said, I would have given up. I would have fainted. I would have become discouraged. I would have quit unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord, unless I believed that I was going to reap a harvest. Welcome to Adventures of Faith, everyone. I'm Jerry Savell. I appreciate you joining with me today. And I'd like to invite you to just give me a few moments of your time so that I can share some principles from God's Word that I know will have a great impact on your life. Why do I know that? Because when I learned them and began to apply them, it made a major difference in my life. In fact, I say today, I am what I am. I have what I have, all because of this principle that's called the law of seed time and harvest. We've been talking about the nature of a seed over the last several weeks. So I want to encourage you, if you have the ability to take notes, jot down the scripture references. If something I say seems to uh, uh, strike a chord on the inside of your spirit, write it down so you don't forget it. And then uh, I want to encourage you when it's time for us to present to you the resource packages, which will go right along with the teachings order them so that you can continue to get insight and revelation on this powerful principle called the law of seed time and harvest. Now, in our last broadcast, we were reading from Mark chapter four. And if you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to join with me. And let's read beginning in verse 26 once again. And Jesus said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep uh, night and day and the seed should spring and grow up, he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of itself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. Now in our last broadcast, we were talking about the three stages of growth of a seed. Notice once again, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. Now I said this on our last broadcast, but I want to repeat it. If you give up after the first stage, then it's not likely you're going to experience a harvest. Now, I want you to remember this. I said it before, and if you didn't write it down, please do so right now and, and hyphenate it. Do it this way. Seed hyphen time hyphen harvest. There are three stages. First, the seed, time, and then the harvest. Now, we don't always know how much time is going to take. But it's not likely that you're going to sow a seed and it's going to spring up immediately. Now, the Bible does say that there is a time coming that the seed will come up almost at the same time that the sower sows it. But we're not quite there yet, okay? But normally speaking, it's the seed is planted, then it takes time and then a harvest. In fact, if you were going to a seed store and you were to buy a package of tomato seeds, if you read on that package, on the back probably, it will tell you uh, when you plant it, 
how much time it will take before you begin to see the plant come up. And it will also tell you how much time it will take before the tomato is ripe and ready to eat. So notice, you expect that if you, if you plant tomato seeds, you don't give up because uh, you planted it and then you go out the next morning and there's no, there's no tomato coming up yet, no vine coming up yet. You don't dig the seed up and say, this stuff doesn't work. Well, why would you do that when you sow a financial seed and you don't receive an immediate harvest? Why would you dig up your seed? Why would you say, this doesn't work? No, it works, but you have to determine that you're not going to give up. So notice once again, it's seed, time, and harvest. Now, once again, it talks about three stages of growth. First the blade, then the seed, then the full corn in the ear. Or first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. Now, here's what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now, once again, if you read Galatians 6 in its entirety, you'll notice that the theme here is sowing financial seed. And so once again, he says, let us not grow weary in well-doing. The well-doing is the sowing. So he says, don't, don't give up. Don't become weary or discouraged that you don't see a harvest immediately after you sow the seed. No, it takes time for the harvest to spring up. So notice, let us not grow weary. Say that with me. From this day forward, I refuse to grow weary. Say it again. From this day forward, I refuse to grow weary. And then it goes on to say, for in due season, we will reap if we faint not. Now, the New American Standard Bible says, let us not become discouraged. Let us not become discouraged. Why would you become discouraged? Or why would you have the opportunity to become discouraged? Because you don't see immediate results. Well, that's when you've got to make the quality decision. That once you sow that seed, giving up, quitting is no longer an option. Don't go out the next day and say, well, I sowed $100 into this ministry and I didn't get a harvest. No, it's not likely that you will get a harvest by the next day. I'm not saying it's impossible because I have reaped harvest uh, within 24 hours, but that's not the norm. Most of the time, there was a process of time and then the harvest came forward. But no matter how long it takes, if it comes up in an hour, wonderful, rejoice. But if it takes days, weeks, months, and even years, then make up your mind at the very beginning when you sow that seed, giving up is not an option. So don't become discouraged. Don't become weary in well-doing. And the New International Version says, at the proper time. Now, I don't always know, and you don't always know. Only God knows when is the proper time. But the question is, the question is rather, uh, don't try to find out when the proper time is. The question you should be asking yourself is this, am I willing to wait for it? If you're willing to wait for it, as Kenneth Hagin used to say, then it won't take very long. So the question is, are you willing to wait for your harvest? Are you willing to wait for that seed to, to take root and to grow and to become the full corn in the ear, so to speak, as Jesus said in the King James Version in Mark chapter 4. Now, let's look at Psalm 27 uh, for a moment here really quickly. Psalm 27, this is a wonderful principle. In verse 13, it says, 
I had fainted or I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Notice what he's saying. I would have fainted. I would have become discouraged unless I had believed in the goodness of God, that I would see the goodness of God. What would be the goodness of God where sowing a seed and reaping a harvest? Well, when you sow the seed and you believe God is faithful and you believe that God will honor his word, then that is the goodness of God in causing that seed to produce a harvest. So listen to this. Make up your mind that you will not get discouraged, you will not faint, that you will continue to believe to see the goodness of the Lord, that your seed is going to produce a harvest just like God promised it would. Amen? If you're willing to do that, then it's just a matter of time and your harvest will come. Amen. Watch this and I'll be back in just a few moments. Are you ready to remove lack and break free from financial bondage? It's time to move to a higher level of God's blessing and goodness. Today's faith-filled offer, Maximizing Your Harvest Special Package, contains Jerry Savelle's inspiring book, Life of Faith, his mini-book, Sowing in Famine, and his eye-opening three-part audio series, Maximizing Your Harvest. Learn the keys to receiving the most out of your sowing and discover how God has plans to prosper you. In this package, Jerry teaches how to hold fast to your faith, how to identify financial bondage, how to remove lack, and what produces maximum blessing. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Maximizing Your Harvest special package. Don't just look at your seed. Look at what your seed can produce. Now is the time to trust God's Word and watch your seed produce a maximum harvest. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining me again. Let's continue talking about the nature of a seed. When we went to the break, we were talking about Psalm 27. I want to read it to you once again. The psalmist says, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord simply would refer to him fulfilling what he promised. That's the goodness of the Lord. Him keeping his word, keeping his covenant. And notice here he said, I would have fainted. I would have become discouraged and given up if I had not believed. Now, let me ask you this. Do you believe God is dependable? Do you believe God is reliable? Do you believe God is faithful? If God said, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap, then that should settle it for you. That, that, that means that you're allowing God's word to be final authority in your life. So with that attitude, then you, you should be able to say, just like the psalmist said, I would have given up. I would have fainted. I would have become discouraged. I would have quit unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord, unless I believed that I was going to reap a harvest. So that's the decision that you need to make right now. Whenever you sow a financial seed, then obviously every seed produces after its own kind. You're going to reap a financial harvest. It may not be in the next minute or so. It may not be in the next 24 hours. But if you are determined that you will not give up, you're not going to faint, you're not going to become discouraged, then praise God, eventually that seed is going to produce a harvest. So the question is, are you willing to wait for it? Ask yourself right now, say your name out loud, just like I would say, Jerry. Jerry, are you willing to wait for it? Say that. Not Jerry, but whatever your name is. If your name is Jerry, of course, you can use that name. But if it's not, put your name in there. 
Are you willing to wait for it? Amen. So if you're willing to wait for it, then you can depend on God because Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, we read it on a previous broadcast. He is the faithful God. Amen. Now, notice the next verse. If you have your Bible there, verse 14. Wait on the Lord. Let me read that again. Wait on the Lord. I'll say it again. Wait on the Lord. Now, that's, that's, that's something that a lot of Christians have a hard time doing. They don't like waiting. They want everything done now. And if it's not going to happen now, then I'm not going to play anymore. Well, you don't even do that at the restaurant. You order a, a something off the menu and you know that it's going to take time for them to prepare it. It's going to take time for them to bring it to the table. You don't, you don't after you uh, order your food and you sit there for about a minute and you say, I'm not going to ever eat at this place anymore. I ordered a minute ago and I still hadn't got my food. Well, you can't even get it in a minute at fast food places anymore. So if you're hungry, you're going to have to be willing to wait. So notice here, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and, be, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So notice you're going to have to develop this, this uh, uh, the art of waiting, I like to call it, the art of waiting. Uh, because sometimes it doesn't happen instantly. It doesn't happen overnight. And in fact, I like to say I have become an expert in the art of waiting. I've become an expert, expert in the art of standing because the Bible says from the Apostle Paul, having done all to stand, stand therefore. So make a decision. Like Brother Copeland taught me 54 years ago, Jerry, you need to make a quality decision that quitting is no longer an option. Well, I made that decision 54 years ago, and I haven't been a quitter in the last 54 years. Why? Because I know how to wait. I know how to stand. So develop the art of standing. Develop the art of waiting. And I promise you this, because God promises you this, you will reap a harvest. Can you say amen? Praise God. And I want you to just say uh, out loud, that's good preaching, Brother Jerry. Continue teaching me how to stand and how to wait. Amen. Now, notice once again, wait on the Lord, be of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now, the message translation says, take heart, don't quit. Take heart, don't quit. Tell yourself right now, quitting is no longer an option. Now, stay confident by knowing that God is always working behind the scenes. I love that. I never know, you know, how he's doing it, uh, who he's using to do it, or who he's talking to about it. But I do know God is always working behind the scenes. I want to read something to you that really blessed me a number of years ago and is found in Job chapter 5 and verse 9 and particularly from the message translation. Listen to this. After all, he's famous for great and unexpected acts. There's no end to his surprises. He's famous for great and unexpected acts, and there's no end to his surprises. How many of you love surprises? I love surprises. And my God is the God of surprises. God is always working behind the scenes. He'll use somebody that in your thinking might be the least likely to be able to meet a need in your life. But God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So just, just relax and rest in your faith knowing that even though 
You don't know what God's doing behind the scenes. You don't know who he's talking to. You don't know how he's rearranging things in your behalf. You don't know what he's working on. But know this, that God is famous for, for unexpected acts. And he's also famous for surprises. So just get up every morning and say, God, I'm open for surprises today. I know I've sown my seed. You promised that I'd reap a harvest. And if today is my proper time for a harvest, then go ahead and surprise me in how you go about making it happen. Amen. God is faithful. God is reliable. And even though you may not know how he's doing it, he's working right now behind the scenes. Amen. So don't give up. Don't quit. And don't ever determine that you're not going to continue to operate on the word and you're never going to stop sowing because God remembers every seed that you sow. Amen. Praise God. We'll be back in just a few moments. Hello, I'm Brother Jerry, and I have some exciting news for you. The Jerry Savelle Bible School is now ready. You can enroll. Each course is online, and we're excited about this school without walls. You know, the great thing about it is you don't have to come to Fort Worth, Texas and enroll and be in classroom. You can take each course at your own pace, at your own time. As you enroll and begin to take these courses, you're going to receive in-depth teaching from God's Word. It's going to help build a foundation for living by faith and learning how to receive everything that God has for you. I'd like for you to prayerfully consider enrolling in this Bible school. I believe it will be very beneficial for you, and I look forward to having the opportunity to impart into your life. Thank you, and God bless you. Welcome back, everyone. I am happy that you have joined me today, and I'm thrilled to know that these lessons are blessing you. And those of you that uh, communicate with us, please know how much we appreciate it. We appreciate your prayers. We appreciate your comments. We appreciate the seeds that you sow into this ministry to help us fulfill our vision. And for those of you that are newcomers to the ministry, newcomers to the broadcast, thank you for joining, and I trust that you're enjoying the lessons today. We're continuing to talk about the nature of a seed. Now, before we went to the break, I mentioned Job chapter 5 and verse 9 from the message translation. After all, he's famous for great and unexpected acts. There's no end to his surprises. That's one of the things that, that will help keep you going and keep you uh, strong in faith is knowing that God is the God of surprises. You know, I, I never know how God is going to produce my harvest. I do know that he's always working behind the scenes. I never doubt that. I know because I've been living this way for 54 years and he's never failed me, never let me down, not one time. I don't have one time that I can say God didn't come through. God has always come through. Now, we'll say this. He didn't always come through in the time frame that I hoped that he would, but nevertheless, he did come through. I said, you know, jokingly, if I had been God, I'd have made it happen quicker for me. But I'm not God, and he has his reasons. And not only that, have, learning to stand uh, is, is a, a, a great character builder. So don't, don't, don't uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Don't shy away from standing and waiting 
No, because it helps build the character of Jesus in you, okay? So notice here, once again, God is the God of surprises. Let me give you a story of something that happened to me in the early days of my ministry. I had just left working full-time for Kenneth Copeland, launched out into my own ministry, had began to travel around the country. And uh, back then, uh, I was still believing for my first airplane. It hadn't manifested yet. And actually, I didn't need it at that point. But it wasn't but a few months later when I did need it. And that first airplane manifested, which I told the story of on some broadcast uh, back a few weeks ago. But uh, I was doing a meeting up in Illinois on the university campus there. And uh, uh, at the time, a young man by the name of Russ Taff, many of you probably know the name, Russ Taff, he worked for me uh, for a a period of time. And then eventually he went to work for uh, the Imperials and became the lead singer and became a a nationally known, worldwide known gospel singer. And in fact, uh, won a Dove Award uh, for all of his great songs that he recorded and so forth. But Russ was working for me at that time. And so Russ and I drove our van up to Illinois to do this meeting. And so on the way up there, the Lord said to me, now let me back up just a little bit. I'm going to do a, a three-day meeting, three services a day, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Now I'll take it back. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on the campus of the university there. And so we arrive and we start the meeting on Thursday night. But on the way up there, the Lord said to me, I don't want you to receive one offering during this meeting. I said, why would I not want to receive an offering? He said, because I'm going to show you that I can supply your needs without you having to receive an offering in these meetings. Well, at the time I thought, well, what other way would there be? You know, I mean, I'm a traveling preacher and we preach and we receive offerings to to help pay for the meeting and pay the budget and, and pay for the other things we're doing. And he said, I don't want you to receive one offering during the entire time you're in this meeting. I'm going to show you that I can supply your needs without you having to receive an offering for it. So I, I told Russ as we were driving up there, I said, Russ, we're not going to receive one offering during this meeting. And of course, Russ is just learning how to walk by faith, you know, and, and he gave me this look as if to say, well, how am I going to get paid if we're not going to receive an offering? And I said, well, Russ, I don't know how God's going to do it, but I know I heard from God and God told me that he's going to show us how that he can supply our needs by other means than receiving an offering in this meeting. So I said, let's just trust him. So we got to the meeting and that night I announced that uh, we're going to be here for the next three days and we're going to be in three services a day, and we're not going to receive one offering during this meeting. Even people uh, were a little bit shocked, and so we didn't receive an offering. Not Thursday night, not Friday morning, not Friday afternoon, not Friday night, I'm I'm sorry, not Wednesday night, not Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, nor did we receive any offerings Friday morning, Friday afternoon, and Friday night. And I got a budget. I I got to pay for all of this. And so the Lord said, I'm going to show you that I have other ways to meet your needs besides you receiving an offering in this meeting. So the last night, the president of the full gospel businessmen chapter there in that city, he said, Brother Jerry, would you consider staying over Saturday night and do our banquet for us? 
for the full gospel of his men. I said, uh, yeah, I'd be happy to. He said, now, Brother Jerry, I can't promise you one dime. He said, in fact, our, our chapter is in the red. We, we don't have money enough actually to do this banquet, but I've already announced it. But I'd be honored if you would come and do it. But once again, I can't promise you a dime. And I heard this come out of me. Don't worry about it, sir. I'm not receiving offerings while I'm here anyway. And Russ looked at me and he said, not even in this meeting? I said, not in this meeting either. So we went over there. Now he told me that there'd probably only be about 15 or 20 people there. When we got there that night, there was nearly a hundred people. And I had told him, not only are we not receiving an offer, we're going to pay for the meals. I had a hundred meals to pay for and I didn't receive an offering. We left that city and headed back to Fort Worth, Texas, stopped in Texacana, Arkansas at the El Chico restaurant uh, on, on the borderline there of Texas and Arkansas. When I walked in there, there was one other couple having, having lunch. When they got up to get ready to leave, they came over to my table and said, are you Jerry Savelle? And I said, yes, I am. They said, we heard you preach in a meeting in Benton, Arkansas, and we were just praying, and we, we heard the Lord tell us to take an offering to you, and we were going to uh, take it to the post office, looked up and saw you were sitting over here. You just saved us a stamp here and gave us a check and walked out. And then I looked at it and I said, Russ, look at this. This is more than enough to cover everything that we spent on that meeting and more than enough to cover our budget and much left over. Why? Because God is the God of surprises. When you sow a seed, don't ever give up because God has ways that you couldn't think of in a thousand years to produce your harvest. Amen. Listen, don't ever give up. I'll be back in just a few moments. Are you ready to remove lack and break free from financial bondage? It's time to move to a higher level of God's blessing and goodness. Today's faith-filled offer, Maximizing Your Harvest Special Package, contains Jerry Savelle's inspiring book, Life of Faith, his mini-book, Sowing in Famine, and his eye-opening three-part audio series, Maximizing Your Harvest. Learn the keys to receiving the most out of your sowing and discover how God has plans to prosper you. In this package, Jerry teaches how to hold fast to your faith, how to identify financial bondage, how to remove lack, and what produces maximum blessing. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Maximizing Your Harvest special package. Don't just look at your seed. Look at what your seed can produce. Now is the time to trust God's Word and watch your seed produce a maximum harvest. Don't forget our resource package. All the ordering information is on the screen. Remember, three CDs on Maximizing Your Harvest, my book on sowing in famine, Touch Lives All Over the World, and this little book on the life of faith. These are available to you. All you have to do is order them. The information is on your screen or go to jerryseville.org. Let me pray for you right now. I know many of you planted seed, and I want to believe God with you for your harvest. Oral Roberts used to do this. He was my spiritual grandfather, and I learned this from him. Put your hand on my hand as I touch the screen or as I reach out. You touch the screen by touching my hand. And I'm praying in Jesus' name that you will receive maximum harvest from every seed that you've sown. And I'm believing in Jesus' name that it's going to come very quickly. And I believe 
you're going to have a great testimony as a result. Join me again next week. I'll see you then.